is a Bulldog Radio podcast. The Ferris State Bulldogs have upset the nation's number two ranked team. Wide open, Taylor is going to take this one to the house. Touchdown, Bulldogs! It's the MVSP Season 4, Episode 11. My name is Joseph Nagy, along with Brandon Worth, my co-host, it's a beautiful day in Big Rapids. It's getting sunny. It's getting nice. But, Brandon, I'll tell you what was not beautiful. I spent $80 oh. at the pump today. Ooh. $80. That's a big oof there right there. I want, I, there was a bridge past the, I was tempted. I was tempted. I. What? No, Joe. No, I had, no, no, I was no. I spent 80 bucks at the pump. That I am is getting, bad. I'm getting siphoned. I'm siphoned out of this business. You I mean, have, did you go across the river? Yeah, I did. That was a cheapest place still? I could find. Dude, I've it hit sixty and I was like, okay, let's stop. And then it hit seventy. And I was like, no. And then it hit. It, that's the first time in my life that I've ever seen just eighty dollars on the pump for regular non-diesel gas. That's that was insane. That's rough. That is rough. I hated it. But I hated every minute of it. We're gonna bring your spirits up, Joe. You know why? Because we, we have got a killer episode. Absolutely, we do. Interview with Brandon Childers, Ferris State football. You're gonna love that. That's gonna be right next. So stay tuned for that as well. Full Ferris State sports preview for the weekend, and mm-hmm. me and Joe got a score to settle. It's two-two in our NFL predictions week. So buckle up. It's going there. down today. Is it? I oh. think so. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But without further ado, let's swing it to the interview. <laughs> Now joined in studio of Fair State Football, Brandon Childress is here with us. Brandon, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Brandon, thanks for coming on. Uh, first question for you. Team traveled to Ohio for a long time, opponent Finley last week. Uh, great game on both sides of the ball. You know, what are your thoughts, especially seeing, you know, it was a great all-around, all-around game from both the offense and the defense? Uh, I, like you said, I just thought it was a great game from both sides of the ball. Uh, special teams, we, we've been playing well on that all four games, I think, special teams-wise. So it was just good to see uh, our defense have another shutout game. Uh, offense start getting flowing real well together. We got got the passing game going a little bit, got a lot of guys' touches uh, last weekend. So just seeing that and then our quarterbacks playing the way they're playing, it's been really good. Yeah, for sure. And especially, you know, the offense have really been kind of having a really big play right at the beginning of the game. And the big trick play at that start, you ended up being on the receiving end of that. You know, what was that like kind of in the huddle to be able to hear that call? You know, is there any difference when it's a trick play to kind of get ready for the play? Um, I, For the, for that play in particular, I know for my, my job on that play, I have to be real patient and it's kind of reaction off the defense. If the defense doesn't react the way that we want them to react, then the trick play is pretty much over with. Yeah. So they they bid on the bubble and, you know, we got the fake off and it was it was pretty good, executed awesome. well. Yeah, your guys' offense. Offense has been phenomenal. 458 yards of offense against Finley, and especially for um, for your guys' scheme, especially with Coach Anish, you guys like to run the football. But so many playmakers on the outside with you guys and CJ and Xavier and all those guys, Marcus as well. Uh, just talk about the relationship you guys have in the wide receiver room, and not only um, doing a great job at being on the reception end, like your uh, skill position says, but also you guys are great blockers too. Oh uh, yeah, I think I think just uh, just hit on the relationship, man. Uh, the receivers are all really close. Uh, me, X, Reese. CJ, me and Marcus are super close. Uh, just, just thinking of those guys, man, it's hard to hard to say we're not brothers, and uh, we all carry that energy for each other. And then, as far as just making plays, man, we all have that playmaking mindset. Like we all were the guys at our high school. We made plays in both football and basketball. A lot of us did, so it's just natural for us to just want to go get the ball and have the balls in our hand. Um, so, you know, just keeping that rolling is going to be big for us. Getting all those guys the ball is going to be really big for us moving forward. Yeah, especially speaking about those relationships, you know, being a transfer from CMU, you know, what was that kind of like when you first came here? Was building those relationships a little bit difficult? Was it, you know, come easy for you? What was that like? Uh, honestly, it was pretty easy. So just to hit on why Marcus and I became really close, it was one of my first uh spring practices with the guys. We were in the – it wasn't actually a spring practice. It was more so winter conditioning. We were in the – uh gym at the rec working out with TA and stuff and a lot of guys were just walking around in between drills and Marcus comes up to me and goes can we jog every every in between everything and get to everything jogging I'm like yeah and for me that was like okay this dude is serious about his craft and me coming from central and I was being taught to be serious about your craft every day and everything you do I hit with hit off of Marcus right away like yeah let me keep myself around this dude because you know he knows what it takes to to get to where he wants to be and what it takes to be a great player for the team. So it was cool. And then just from there, um, it just kind of was natural to hang out with guys, man. Guys, you know, being a new guy, they really want to bring you in here, whereas a lot of places they probably don't. You know, it's all oh, this is competition where mm-hmm. X and Reese didn't take it like that. They were like, oh, this is be chill. Come on, man. 
get along with the guys and learn what we do. And it was it was a natural thing, man. It came it came easy. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, we've heard so much about the brotherhood. And really speaking of that, also having your brother come to the program <laughs> after some years at CMU, and also I think it was uh, Northern Kentucky. Was Kentucky it? State. Kentucky State. Kentucky State, State that's yeah. right. Yeah. So Braden coming back to the program. What has it been like to have you guys together and uh, both both on the same team again? Oh man, it's awesome. So at Central, you know, we obviously thought it was going to work out and it was going to be the sunshine. I was going to, you know, graduate and we were going to play to play together at uh central together but you know god had different plans for us we both got to go see other places uh, i spent some time out in hawaii when i spent that time away from football uh, and then Braden went down to kentucky state got a hbcu experience and then we both got to come home um and you know god's timing is perfect our father's uh going through some stuff personally right now so having Braden back home to be there and help me with my pops has been big time for me so i don't know man it's just been it's been awesome having my little brother here and then just for like last night, for instance, he's he's headed to the weight room, and I'm thinking, well, I, I was gonna chill tonight, but little bro's going to the weight room, so I gotta go with him. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, 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 it's that know, competition, you know, bro. Yeah, bro always, that's yeah. competition. That's really cool. Um, and speaking of CMU, you know, seeing the differences between Division One football and, and high class Division Two football, you know, besides you know facilities and stuff like that, what's been like the biggest difference for you and being able to kind of go from both levels? Ooh, uh, I would say the biggest difference, and this is a positive as far as for Ferris, um. I just think here, where at Central, it's kind of a business atmosphere, mm -hmm. especially with the coaching staff. You get coaches that kind of come in and out of there, whereas here, these coaches have been here for a long time. They've been together as a staff for a long time. I know Coach Hodges played for TA and, and yeah. ended up coaching with them in high school. So it's it's kind of more of a family atmosphere here, and it makes it easier as a player to to be able to go to your coaches, open up to them about things that you know you necessarily wouldn't open up to a Division One coach about. For sure. Yeah, and you guys certainly have had a, a super relationship, and I mean, especially when you just mentioned uh, all the the other things around being on the football field, but especially like the cap opening up. I know you're one of the proponents that the uh, the guys were talking to about that, and I just talk about having that ability now to have a really really upgraded facility for you guys to lift in, and uh, especially just getting really out of the dungeon in the, the basement as we used to say man it's it's just it's just such a, a beautiful thing to see just for the program you know just to see guys that have been here when it was the dungeon room and guys were lifting in horrible conditions and now they're i mean i know last summer we, when they were doing the uh, the new construction we were still smelling like some of the fumes and stuff so like to go from that and to be into a facility where it's beautiful as heck a, a lot beautiful than a lot of division one facilities that i've been in it's just it's just a blessing man i i moved out of central right before they got their new stuff so to be here for a program that's getting new stuff is just it's an awesome feeling so yeah it's really cool and speaking in central again you know what's been like your favorite memory of d1 football uh, I would just say the places that I got to travel to. So sure. I got to play uh, at Syracuse, got to play at Michigan State, was where was with the team. I was a red shirt at the time, but was with the team when we beat Oklahoma State. So I got to be oh, on the field yeah, yeah, and like, awesome. experience yeah. all that. Yeah. 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 So I, I would say just so uh, most of just who we got to play and some of the teams I got to play against. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And a couple of big teams are playing against this upcoming week, playing against a ranked Saginaw team. And then, of course, the one we're all waiting for, Anchor Bone, the following week. Mm -hmm. Talk about your guys' preparation going in those two weeks and uh, really looking forward to these big rivalry games. Um, you know, just switching now to GLIAC play, coaches uh, focused our mindset of just understanding, you know, GLIAC play is a little bit different than non-conference play, um, even with the referees. So just our preparation has been more so tied to just being a little bit more focused than what we have been the last four weeks and finding any little way that we can get ourselves better and more prepared for the next couple weeks. For sure. And against Waldorf, you had a really crazy catch with Moss and the guy in the back of the end Moss. zone. Moss. <laughs> that was such a cool thing to see. And especially, you know, you have such talent with making those crazy catches. And you probably have a lot more that you've been able to have over your careers. You know, what's have is that kind of one of the top ones? Have you had more that have topped that? You know, what's your uh, favorite catch that you've ever had? Yeah, that that's definitely up there, man. I had a sweet catch my redshirt freshman year in like one of my first actual games that I got to play in down in Virginia. Mm -hmm. I caught a one-hand catch in between a, a safety and a linebacker. That was pretty sweet, but... That catch was definitely up there for sure. For sure, yeah. Yeah, and then there's for sure watching all those highlights of those plays over and over, and especially like uh, the the really cool highlight films we've got to see. Shout out to Will, who's made a lot of those things. And yes, we've, sir. We've certainly seen uh, you guys as well as Marcus always on camera uh, talking about how great the team's going, and especially with the fans getting involved too, just talk about their involvement and just really the, the whole vibe of this season starting off so well. Okay, so I can answer this question and answer another question too. So this is another thing that I've – enjoyed about being here at Ferris is the fan. I think our fan base is like real loyal. Last year, I remember after the Shepherd game, we're up deep in the fourth quarter. I looked back and was like, dang, all these people are still here. Yeah. Like it's cold <laughs> as heck out here. I would have been left. So 
I, I just I just think our, our fan base is loyal as heck, man. Um, a lot of them know a lot about us players. Like, you'll be walking through the Bulldog Walk, and somebody will stop you. You've never talked to me. What's up, Brandon? And you'll be like, whoa, I didn't know you even knew my name. But <laughs> what's up to you, too? So, I don't know. And and just the the athletes. The other athletes show up and show their love, too. You you look down there, and you see all the different sport teams down there. So, it's just it's a, it's a big family atmosphere here, and I just enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, and with Will's videos, he's gotten some pretty cool moments, especially uh, Xavier throwing up the X after the touchdown. CJ, you know, running through the end zone with the windmills of his arms. You know, have you gotten a signature uh, celebration oh, cooking up, yeah. or are you uh, kind of more off the top when you get a big play? Oh, uh, it's more so off the top, man. Just a reaction thing. I, I try to, I try to act like I've been there, but you know, sometimes that's hard to do. Yeah, I mean, after a Moss, you know, you got, you got to celebrate <laughs> yeah, for bit, sure. You know? Yeah, for it's sure. got to have energy. But Brian, we appreciate the time, man. One more question for you: We like to ask every athlete on the show, what's been your favorite thing about coming back to Ferris and? Uh, being a bulldog oh shoot man i just think i gotta stick with what i've been saying man the family atmosphere i'm a big family guy i'm from a small town baldwin there's probably 1500 people in the whole town so i grew up in a place where everybody knew everything about everybody uh so i'm i'm more so like easy to get along with when i'm in an environment like this not that i'm not in other environments but this is where environment that i thrive in so just mm -hmm. being here at ferris man and, and the atmosphere of the sports program and you guys doing this show is just awesome man uh, it's so, awesome Brandon, thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully you guys do well against Saginaw Valley. Going to be a good game. Can't wait to watch it, and good luck. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. And we're back from our interview. Huge thanks to Brandon Childress for coming on the show. A lot of busy things going on, especially with football taking on Saginaw Valley this weekend. It's going to be a sick one, and I cannot wait to be able to live tweet that and see what goes on. But, Brandon, let's hop into the Fair State Sports Report. We'll start off with football. Saginaw Valley, man. It's going to be a tough one. They're coming off a tough loss against Grand Valley in the Battle of the Valleys. Uh, I think it was 22-7. They were in the lead for a little bit of that. I think we talked about that Tuesday. Um, but, dude, they're going to come with a vengeance. We're going to be traveling to Saginaw. It's going to be a good one, Brandon. It's going to be a good one. I mean, despite the loss, Saginaw Valley played a really good first half. Pretty darn good. S second half wasn't as good, and they kind of fell asleep there. But, I mean, it was still uh, a pretty solid game. I got to see parts of it. And um, according to the rankings right now, um, Saginaw is still in the ranking as a top 25 team, and they deserve to be. They've mm -hmm. been a pretty good team all year. Last year, if you all remember, I hate to bring it up, but they did give us fits. Um, but now we're going to their place. Pretty darn, pretty darn near upset. Yeah, it was a it was a close one. We didn't play our best football, so I know the guys are really excited um, to be able to play good football mm -hmm. against this Cardinal team, especially to get through next week because you know what mm -hmm. time that's going to be. It's going to be the big one. Oh, boy, that's one we're going to be full preview on next week on both shows, so we'll get to that as well. But, I mean, it is their band day, according to the website. It's kind of cool. like, like they're unique. They're, they're treating this like it's a pretty significant game. Mm -hmm. And I think our boys want that. I think they do. And, I mean, you look back at what we've done uh, throughout this season against some of these good teams, like Central Washington has always been in the playoff hunt the last four years. Lenore Ryan was a playoff team, a top 17 team or 14 team when we played them earlier this year. And then, obviously, Waldorf and NAI Powerhouse. And then, of course, our rival Finley. So, I we've filled it up with good teams all season long. We haven't really... I mean, Waldorf was a little bit of a cakewalk. Finley a little bit, too. Um, but we are battle-tested. We went to North Carolina to take on Lenore Ryan, and we beat them there mm -hmm. with our defense. I'm really confident that our defense is going to do some damage. And, I mean, that film's going to be very valuable because Grand Valley exploited Saginaw Valley in the second half of them offensively, and they forced mm -hmm. some turnovers. So um, you saw a lot of their weaknesses, and I think we can capitalize on those. And, I mean, as, if our defense shows up, man, it's gonna. I just. It's gonna be hard for them to move the football. It and really that's is. really something that they, has helped propel them to success so far. Uh, but I mean, this is gonna be a pretty good game. I think it's gonna be a lot closer than a lot of people do, and I think we're actually gonna see a really good football game mm -hmm. this week. And Saginaw Valley is a very pass-heavy offense. Uh, we saw that last year as well, and we have one of the best secondaries and pass rushes in all of D two. So we always say that it's kind of beating beating the beating a dead horse, but you know it's it's nice to be able to talk that up. So I'm very excited for this game. I think it's gonna be definitely. A if the defense shows up, I think that's going to shut down a lot of Saginaw Valley's chances. They're going to have to probably revert to the run a little bit that they're not going to want to do and kind of really pull some tricks out of their sleeve that I think is probably not going to bode, the be bode well for them. There's talks that Malik might be back for this week, but Ooh. they might be saving him for anchor bone. Either way, I think we're going to be in good hands with Carson playing really well these past couple weeks and Evan starting pretty well, uh, pretty good as well. So we have the quarterbacks, we have the abilities, and we have the defense to make some noise, but it's just we're going to go in there. Hostile environment, SVSU's fan 
fan base is starting to really, really get ramped up these past few years, especially with the more success that they've seen. Uh, but it's going to be a good one. Another top 25 matchup. We've already played one against Lenore Ryan, who had a good deep offense, held them to five points, and less than 100 total yards rushing. And they did the same thing to Finley in the first three quarters. They were only at like 75. And then when we kind of tossed in our third four strings, all the guys that traveled, uh, I think I think Kai was saying, or Kai Service, our good buddy who was on the show before, he was saying everybody, everybody that traveled, Played the game. Yeah. So when you are able to have that, I think that's the big thing. And, I mean, the, Finley really only had much noise in the fourth quarter when we had our third and fourth string defense out there. So, you know, when we got our when we got our ones and twos out, we're basically unstoppable. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm very interested to see what we do offensively, um, especially um, what we saw in that Grand Valley game. Um, you saw a lot of different things that Saginaw threw that way. Uh, through their way, I should say, and uh, I think definitely. I mean, one of their strengths has this year has been running the football in games that they the first four games that they won, they had over 230 yards mm-hmm. rushing, including 372 in the opener against West Virginia Wesleyan. Um, but I think what you saw from Grand Valley is their front really brought a lot of pressure and uh, and really pushed that run game uh, kind of out of the scheme book early on, and I think that's what flustered them a little bit. And, and you know Grand Valley has a pretty solid defense as well, and they like to control the tempo. So uh, I think you will see probably um, a lot of different looks from Saginaw in this game. Um, I'm sure they're going to try to run the football because that definitely is a strength of theirs. They will try to throw it um, occasionally. You're not going to see them throw it 50 times like a uh-huh. Shepherd team, for example. They'll throw it maybe 30 times. Um, but you're still going to have a uh, really good chances here with the secondary that we've had. Um, we just got to make sure we can keep the football, right? Keep the tempo on the ground, make big plays through the air. That's what this team has been built on. And they, they really are so one-dimensional. We can do it in so many ways, and that's why we're the number one team in the nation. So uh, I'm really looking exactly. forward to this matchup. I really wish I could be there to see it. I'll explain where I'll be here later on in the uh, preview. Uh, but, no, it's going to be a really good football game, and I'm uh, so really looking too. forward to seeing how it goes. Yeah, for sure. And definitely watch out for Saginaw, their wide receivers, Derek Hinton and Jarius Grissom. Those guys can really make some noise. Expect uh, Sintel and uh, Sydney to be on those guys. But they run kind of a tight end and a slot receiver rather than what we do, which is no tight end and basically five wide receivers. So yeah. it's going to be a little bit two different clashing offenses, and it's going to be exciting to see what two, both defenses can do. Uh, but definitely expect a really good game uh, in Saginaw. We'll hear some stuff from around the GLIAC who's playing who. Uh, as we said, Grand Valley's going to be taking on American International. I never heard of American International before. I knew they had a D1 hockey team, but I didn't know that they were D2 everything else. So that's going to be a good one. Yeah. I think it's at Lovers, so we'll see with that one. Ooh. Wayne State is going to be traveling to Michigan Tech for Michigan Tech's homecoming. Ooh. That one's going to be a good game at 1 o'clock. Davenport is going to be taking on Northern Michigan. Davenport is also, I think, an undefeated team in the GLIAC right now. They're looking so they're going to be taking on the Wildcats at 1 o'clock. And like we said, Fair State is going to be traveling to Saginaw at 2 o'clock for SVSU's Band Day. So that's what's going on around the GLIAC for the football action. 2 o'clock kick off it's going to be different but it's going to be fun a little different yeah it's going to be fun you can follow along um on sunny 97.3 for all the action with rob and sandy as well as follow on twitter from my man joe's fire tweets i i cook up some tweets once again i said this last week harrison give me the green light (laughs) give me the green light we still haven't heard a text back by the way so you have not so maybe he's just trying to get caught up with the episodes i think so i think so give me the green light i just want to be i just want to go hard one time (laughs) Oh, we would love to see that day when you do. But anyway, some other sports going on this weekend. Hockey's home, y'all. Home. Home opener. Going to be a big one. Pack the dog pound. Let's go. Michigan Tech uh, will be coming to town as well as Western. Uh, Tech on Friday, Western on Saturday. Both games, 7 o'clock puck drop. And, I mean, from last week, we saw a lot of good good things from this team. I know we talked about it on Tuesday. Saw some bad. Yeah. Needed improvements that we needed to have. But I think we are showing a lot more potential than what we were last uh, season. Of course, we were able to get one. We split last year with Miami and straight up where we beat them in overtime rather than the shootout. Uh, but I think it's going to be good, especially with Michigan Tech. They don't have as many seniors. They graduated a lot of guys. I'm not really sure. I didn't see what how many guys they got from the transfer portal. Uh, but that's the same with Western Michigan that's going to be coming in on Saturday. They graduated a lot of guys. I don't think they're as deep as they were last year with both of these teams. But we definitely know Michigan Tech can move the puck. They're very, they are a fluid team that really focuses on movement and really bringing in uh, strength and numbers into the zone on the offensive push. So that's going to be one thing that we got to watch out for. Uh, but Logan's coming off a uh, CCHA Goalie of the Week performance. So very much looking forward to that, uh, seeing what he's able to do. And, you know, I think our offense, if we really try to push and just kind of really stay on it and keep the foot on the pedal, 
uh, front of the gas pedal, I think we'll be doing pretty solid. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. And on uh, Friday as well, um, they have the uh, a special uh, introduction for President Pink as well. Um, that'll that be taking be place. Sick. That one's cool. And also, Skate with the Dogs is on Thursday. That mm. is going to be tonight as we're recording. Sorry if you're listening tomorrow. You so, missed it. So uh, go back in time if you want to. Yeah, I guess, but... <laughs> yeah. Use a time portal. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that's that's going to be cool for sure as well. Um, but yeah, it was going to be. Um, it's going to be a super fun game. I mean, we saw a lot of good action last year um, against Michigan Tech. I think the one of the games we went to overtime, if I remember correctly, um, back in February. So uh, it's going to be a thriller. But, I mean, as you mentioned, Joe, I mean, this is a really good Michigan Tech team um, that's already received votes as a top 25 team. Western is in the top 25, I think, ranked around 18 or 17 or 18. So mm-hmm. uh, you're going to see uh, really good hockey being played by um, the opposition. So step our game up. We saw what we can do. Um, and we saw that we can be very efficient scoring. We saw that in that Friday game. Saturday, we got very aggressive and almost a little bit too aggressive. Um, so definitely we can see some very high potential, as Joe was mentioning, um, with this offense as well. And the defense looks a lot better. Um, and really, with Logan playing really well, um, it's going to really be a good game if we can control that momentum over. Learn from the little things. Keep pace. Keep tempo. Because when we had the puck set up um, in a lot of those um um, those five on four opportunities, we were really creating some good looks. Some of them just didn't uh, just didn't find between the pipes. So uh, I think there's going to be a lot of those situations coming up. I mean, it's going to be home hockey. Fans are going to mm-hmm. be rocking. So y'all should be there. Um, I'm going to try to be there on Saturday night uh, to watch that Western game. But it's going to be super fun. So seven o'clock puck drops for both. Looking forward to seeing all of these great players um, on the ice from both teams overall this entire weekend. Um, and I think it's going to be huge. And one thing also I'd mention is uh, win the faceoffs this weekend. We're doing a lot better at that so far as well. I'm um, reading the recap. I believe we were 59.8% uh, in the first uh, two games this weekend, which is a major improvement from last year. So keep that up, boys. Let's keep the puck, and let's keep scoring, and let's mm-hmm. get some dubs. Yep, that's for sure. That's one thing. And Michigan Tech travels really well, and Western also does. So two teams, that, I mean, Western's only, I think, like an hour away, hour and a half. So expect some brown and yellow to be in the crowd as well as some uh, Michigan Tech faithful. That's what they did really well last year. They had they they took over almost the whole uh, center of the bowl. So that was pretty cool um, to see. I mean, not really from a fair standpoint, but to see fans kind of travel with a team was actually pretty cool. So uh, definitely going to be a good one and one that we're looking forward to. Uh, Brandon, let's hop into soccer. Uh, Purdue Northwest and Wisconsin Parkside are on the docket. We talked a little bit with Izzy earlier in the week about that one. Shout uh, out. But two teams who we thought we were going to score a lot more goals on last time we played them. Didn't really get as much goal scoring, but with a 4-1, with a 4-1 uh, performance against Northwood, I think we're going to see a couple more, and our, our girls are really going to be able to uh, get some goals in the, or get some balls in the back of the net. I think you're absolutely right. I think we're saving them for this road test. Um, we knew we could beat them at home, so we're going to save all the goals for this mm-hmm. weekend. I'm feeling so confident that this team's going to score potentially over seven goals this weekend. Um, but, no, I think that there's going to be a lot of good things. Um, I mean, we saw the offense – looking so crisp on Monday against Northwood. Uh, it was super, super cool. Pretty clean. Uh, yeah, it was super efficient. And I think it's really going to be uh, hopefully a continuation of that. I mean, we've done a, we've done a fantastic job this year uh, at finding looks on the net. And I, I think that's something that... We've uh, struggled with placing. Yeah, it, it has been. Like, I mean, I just did the math. 104 shots we've had in our last four home games. 104. And we, with my math, also serves me correctly. Uh, can't couldn't tell you. That would probably <laughs> be somewhere about twelve. Yes, I think. It, or no, that was. Uh, that would be assists. I would, can't think of the uh, the shots on target. But it's not as. It's probably not as high as we would want yeah. to. Maybe like a twenty five percent mark. But I mean, we're finding opportunities. Just quality, quality, quality. And we saw the quality on Monday. Keeping that rolling with the possession. Chris passes, using triangles, going outside, back inside on crosses, getting all of our talented forwards in the box, the ball at their feet is going to be huge. So uh, I think this is going to be a big weekend. I mean, we saw that we can beat both of these teams and go on this road trip. And uh, like Izzy said, this is a fun road trip for them. So they're Mm -hmm. excited. They're looking forward to being on the road and uh, playing um, on a new field. And uh, new opportunities bring new beginnings. And really from this, you can kind of break out of the mold, uh, take what you did on Monday, and just keep pushing it forward. 
And not to mention, just getting a big run on these two teams uh, this weekend will bode well. We got a tough Davenport team and a tough Grand Valley team uh, coming up next week on the road as well. So I think it's going to be a good one. Just got to, like you said, Brandon, get shots on frame and get them well placed because once we do that, I think we're really going to tire out some goalies. And once that happens, I think we'll have a couple goals squeak through our way. So I think, uh, you know, if we're able to really get on the offensive power, I think we're going to do pretty solid. Uh, it's just got to be really working on that finesse of the shots. Yeah, Darian, our defense have held really strong. And I mean, as well, the mention uh, moving Nikki May up uh, into the into the the the, the attacking mid mm-hmm. or the attacking third of the field. I don't know why I couldn't say that for a second there. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I know moving what you mean. I know into what you the mean. attacking part of the field um, has been a big boost. We saw that on Monday, um, and that just goes to show that Coach Henson trusts this young back line. They've done a great job this year uh, of holding teams. I mean, we've only allowed two goals in the last five games. Yeah. Uh, four pretty much in our last. Uh, I want to say uh, four in our last like eight or nine games total like that that yeah, just shows held, you how we held grand value no goals walsh to no goals yeah ashland, these are all ashland really good teams that like especially with ashland grand valley um and saginaw as well as northern like we're we're playing a lot of these good teams um so i think this is going to be uh, a good weekend for mm-hmm. all the way around defensively uh just keep control the pace from the back move it up methodically get it up to the offense and get able to score and uh, you'll be coming back around the lake with uh, two wins and six points yeah, in absolutely. the Gleak standings. It's going to be a good one. Hopefully they can pull these one out. For sure. Moving on, volleyball is also on the road this week, I believe, going to also Purdue Northwest on Friday. So tonight, as you're listening um, on the grand upload of this episode at 8 p.m., as well as Dun, dun, Grand the big Valley one. State on Allendale. Saturday at 2 o'clock in Allendale. Two big games coming off of two big wins as well. Uh, moving up from uh, beating Northwood on Tuesday, as we mentioned, would recap. That was a really good game for them. Uh, I mean, really just showed, I mean, just it wasn't like the prettiest game offensively, uh, but we just showed how lethal a lot of the our talented uh, attackers are in, in this sport. I mean, I, just, I can't. Kaylee's really insane. describe. We'll just say that too. The, the amount of talent that is on this attack front. I mean, we have amazing. We have incredible defenders as well um, in the back row, and I mean, just the the amount of pure talent we have on the attack front. And is it's just crazy in- too because incredible. at the start of the season, a lot of people were saying like, All right, "This team's not going to be as good as last year." But right now, we're fighting for the top spot. The they're it's talented. Crazy. Also, Kaylee, 101 assists, 25 digs, six blocks in one week. Yeah. In one week. Three time. That's insane. That's what gets you three time of the player of the week. Right that really there. does. So, yeah. Shout out to Kaylee for coming on the show as well. You can find that out. I put some of those in assists in the stat book. So, I'm Joe part of did put right some assists. Did you Did you sneak a couple? Okay. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. No, no. no, no, no Joe's no, an honest no, man. No, I can tell you the guys that 100%. So, uh, but no, I mean, finishing with a lot of our, our attack players. Um, over 200 hit percentage collectively, and I believe we finished right around that as a team overall. Um, and we still put up so, uh, some pretty dominant performances. Pretty we only lost numbers. we only lost one set, set two, um, in extras, but the rest of them won by at least 10. That that, that just shows you right there. And that was on the road uh, against a pretty solid Northwood team. Um, so really, Coach Tia was talking. We got got to keep it rolling one day at a time, working on a lot of those things that. Uh, you can really uh, attribute. I mean, we mentioned the errors. Got to keep the errors down. Um, keep possessions. Keep possessions. Keep possessions, and get it to our talent. Um, I mean, defense to offense, mm-hmm. the transition. If it's there, uh, this team's lights out, and we've seen that so far over the last couple of years. And uh, and that can really just take us all the rest of the way. Mm-hmm, for sure. And Purdue Northwest is second to last in the GLIAC, one and eight overall in conference play. And Grand Valley is sitting pretty at basically. Middle of the road, fourth place, six and three so far. Uh, they're twelve and five overall, so that's pretty solid. But just when it comes to conference play, they've just been struggling to get that one done. But we're doing pretty solid. Probably not going to have the same success we did, as we did last season, but still atop the GLIAC right now at an eight uh, eight hundred win percentage. Pretty solid, I'd say. Very solid for sure. Uh, moving on, men's cross country and women's cross country. Tell us about it, Brandon. Yes, of course I will. As I wore my cross country shirt here into the studio, uh, oh, Lewis, track and field. Close it, enough. Uh, it does say track and field. Y- you know, it's. I wore a sweatshirt that I got from Old Navy into the studio today. Oh yeah, it looks and, great. Uh, uh, the you, dog you, pound. Uh, the dog pound Ferris t-shirt. State hockey t-shirt. Underneath. I wish you would like. 
They do not match. They do not match. I have a maroon and blue sweatshirt and a bright red shirt underneath. That is true. But the one thing that I don't appreciate about your outfit, Mm. you're hiding the chain, man. That thing's sweet. Why aren't you showing that off? Little side side note. When I show off the chain, you know, I don't want people to feel bad that they don't have this. (laughs) Because it's a sick chain. Guys, it is fire. It's a gold chain. It's got a cross on it. It's like made of nails. Yeah, so it's, it's like, cool. It's a sick chain. But I you love know, it. I, you know, I gotta keep it inside. You know, I gotta keep it tucked. Because, Close to the heart. You know, yeah, I can't let a piece uh, of fabric be separated. Ah, uh, I see. I know. see what you mean. But and anyway. it also is way too. It's like a twenty-inch like search conversing, so it like fits around my neck, not super long. So like when I pop it out, it like and when I stand up, it, like just across is showing. Yeah. So my silver one, I think, is like is like eighteen, and that one's pretty. I have my racing one is like fifteen or sixteen. It's uh, it's really tight. Uh, it's per- that's it's like a choker. Almost. It's not like a cho- it's not like a full well, it's choker. Not, yeah, it's not a but choker. But I hate when it like that's the one thing I don't like is like if I'm running, like it, it doesn't like it bounce. bounce. Yeah, oh, I don't like it to bounce. I don't like the bounce. That's no, why I got weird. it some smaller. People, some people like the bounce. Yeah, I don't like it when I'm racing. Like if I'm running, it's one thing, but like racing, I just like it. It kind of it. I don't want it to be a distraction. That's the thing. Like it's running for a purpose. It's not like like it'll slap your chest and like give you a groove. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You may be. It could be. I, I, there's also like a, a pretty like thin so it, it kind of feels like a pin sometimes if it if it gets all oh, yeah, chink- wonked up because it's so short uh, but no it works and, and i and i like it so, so anyway speaking of that cross country anyways keep it keep it rolling with cross rolling. country lewis uh division two powerhouse of a meet there's going to be all all sorts of ranked teams there from across the country there's always teams from texas and Huge california this meet um it's a big one division two at-large bid points, head-to-head, crucial. And uh, this is one we're really excited for because uh, this course we've um, kind of – we haven't done as well uh, at Lewis over the last couple of years, and we really had a great performance uh, this last week at Louisville. So we're looking to carry that over uh, and really looking forward uh, to beating a lot of these teams that we know are capable of beating because uh, we're knocking on the door uh, of a regional top 10 ranking. I know this team is really striving for that goal, and I think we're getting really close right now. If I were to guess uh, to see what, about where we're at, I'm assuming we'd be around like 13 or 14 according to the rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have we have beaten, I think, uh, 12 and 11, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we have beaten Northwood in the past, who's a top 7 team now as well, um, as Saginaw, who's now at the number 10 spot. So we have a lot of good goals here. Um, and we're really looking forward to seeing how we stack up against these good teams and a lot of the other good teams across the country. I mean, this is going to be a true test of who's the best in Division Two. Um, I'm sure we'll see a lot of great teams there. I'm mm-hmm. not sure the exact list at the moment, but I know like Tech's going to probably be there. Saginaw will be there and a couple other good GLIAC teams. So uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, I mean, that course, it, it's definitely... It's you can run that course fast. It mentally is a little bit of a curveball because I mean, right out of the shoot, you literally start on a practice field and then you go straight up a banked hill, and it's literally like a uh, like a tenth of a mile, just yeah. a straight incline. But then after that, it's cornfield flat. It's literally around a cornfield by some roads, so it is capable of being run fast. It's just, do you have the grit to get through that hill and keep the pedal down? And that's really the biggest thing going into this race. Mm-hmm. But as long as it's not too soft, and that was a problem my freshman year, was it was literally a slosh pit of mud. Uh, but it, but it was really nice last year. Um, so hopefully we get that same weather and we can just run it back and really pick up some big points in the standings and uh, hopefully make our moves towards our goals, both sides. Sick, man. How about... What teams do you say are going to be at this place? Is GV uh, and stuff going to be there? Uh, GV has taken people there in the past. We haven't seen like the full uh, list of teams um, that are, are, I believe, are signed up yet. Mm. Um, so I think that it's going to be super fun. Uh, I'm trying to currently look up some of the teams because um, I know there's some from the GLIAC for sure that go there like every single year. Yeah. Um, and I know there's going to be ones that are in the top 10. So Tech is there. They're number 14 in the country right now. Um, Lewis, who's hosting it, obviously, is mm-hmm. 22. Um, I believe Saginaw Valley it w- will be there. They're number 10 in the Midwest regional rankings. Um, but I think um, for as far as ranked teams, Colorado Christian, number 9. Alabama Huntsville is number 18. Illinois Springfield's 25. Western Shoot. Washington, 26. There's going to be a bunch of ranked teams there. Uh, I did not see Green Valley on that list, though. So interesting. Unless what they've done in years past 
he has brought the red shirts there to race us. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, it should be a really fun meet. And I mean, for the women's as well, uh, going to be a loaded field. And they did really well last week as well. I'm nice. um, really looking forward to seeing um, a lot of these great performances. And uh, for, especially for them, a lot of the, 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 the lower classmen have started to get more experience. And they're starting Sweet to speed action. it up. So uh, just keep that thing churning because both teams are super deep. Super deep, mm-hmm. so we can we are capable of running fast on both sides. But love to see it. Anyway, rounding out Fair Stage Sports Report, golf and tennis are in action as well. Um, both the tennis teams will be traveling down to Lawrence Tech, huh. um, to, but playing at Detroit Mercy. There's a little, little screwball there, but you're going to Detroit Mercy, there. but you're playing against Lawrence Tech, um, as well as golf. Men's golf um, is heading down to Dearborn for the Motor City Invite. In. Shoot to compete there so and they're coming off a of really good performances in ohio um so looking forward to seeing that as well as tennis had some great performances from our regional semifinalists and finalists in the itas um so they're looking forward to continuing that run out through winter um to get through training and then hammer down a spectacular spring season joe for sure it's going to be a great weekend for fairy state sports can't wait to get into it and can't wait for tuesday so we can dive into what happened over the weekend but that's going to be it for the fairy state sports preview and hopefully we can get to the report on tuesday and give you guys all the action that went down we're going to head to the break real quick and when we come back some nfl talk and going over the records so far between me and brandon in our picks Nearing the two-year anniversary of this podcast, Brandon and I have found that Anchor.fm is one of the only things that have been able to keep us up and going here in the studio. Anchor is a great way to distribute your podcast as well as edit and basically make sure that everything's running smoothly. If you want to start your own podcast, go on over to Anchor.fm. You can learn all the ins and outs of making your own podcast, distributing content, all that good stuff. That's what we use. That's what we recommend. Anchor.fm. Give it a shot. Here we go. Week five predictions. Not going to lie. Joe got me last week and it got yeah, me frazzled. Time. That was huge. Way to come back from that. Yeah. One, I believe the final oh, was, uh, was it? Hold up. I got sticky fingers. Eight to nine. I want to say nine to eight. You got it me. It was 10 to, I got 10 out of 16. You got nine out 10 of 10 out of 10 to nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes me angry. Y'all let's go. Yeah, First you know how game, it is. Thursday night, which will be as of yesterday, but you can timestamp this two Oh seven PM, 10, 6, 2022, August 6th. We made these picks. Plus, probably one of us is going to pick the wrong teams anyway. Most likely. Uh, So why would we pick the wrong team? And Mm -hmm. yes, Taco Bell does sound good. But anyway, Broncos going to be hosting the Indianapolis Colts, Joe. Are you going to take the upset in this one? I'm taking the Colts here. Uh, I think Pittman's going to get back on track with Matt Ryan. Uh, He's going to have another good game. It's going to go back to like week one where he got a lot of targets. It's going to be good. Uh, The Broncos defense is pretty solid, but they really haven't played anybody that's like insanely good at offense yeah i mean they didn't they the raiders scored 30 on them and that's a good offense 49ers were kind of in shambles the week before with kind of the carryover or switching you know who's in control with uh trey lance and garoppolo and you know they only got 16 on the texans and held them to nine and the texans really have nobody who are they going to rely on davis mills to bring them into 20 points no shot so i think colts are probably going to win this one 25 to 14 Okay, there you go. Uh, I'll play contrarian here. I like Denver in this game. I know they just lost Javante Williams, and it's probably going to be Melvin Gordon. Uh, but the Colts' defense really hasn't shown up uh, as much as uh, we expected so far this year. The mm-hmm. Colts got them in the last matchup in 19. Um, but I think we're going to see um, a, a motivated Denver team uh, in this game, and I think we're going to see a low-scoring game. Like I'm, I, I would not imagine over 45 points between no. the two teams. Uh, so I think right now Denver's found a way to win those games, and as much as it's kind of weird to think they're going uh, that this game is probably going to be like that, I mean it's just natural to see um, them as the winner Denver, in this game. So and it is at Mile High, so uh, Matt Ryan might uh, throw the footballs a little bit uh, through that air, just a little bit too errant in, in my taste. So I'm going to go with the Broncos here, but Respect. I'm going to say this is going to be a close game. I'm going to say this one's going to be I'm going to say a final 22-17, Joe. I'm going to take right. the Broncos in this Respect. one to play. Control and hopefully get one up on should you. We start writing the, should we start writing the uh, scores? We should, yeah, just in case. And saying, so we and don't that have can to. be like the tiebreaker kind of? Yeah, right. I think I that'd be 20, cool. 20, I said 20 to 17. You said 20 to 17. Yep, and then you said. I said 20, 
I'm gonna change it. Twenty five to fourteen is what I'm, I don't know if that's the same one I said, but I know. Twenty five fourteen. Okay, twenty five fourteen. There you go. London game, Green Bay. It's London, in it? Giants, yeah. Giants London versus Packers. Playing some football, yeah. Yeah, Packers in this the one. Weird, the weird kind of football at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So no, you play no football now, you are Yeah, no football. Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso, by the way? Maybe. Who Fantastic. Knows? You think Jason Sudeikis will show up for this game? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. He's uh, at Tottenham, so. It's at Tottenham. He's had bad, he's had bad memories against uh, Tottenham. No, he beat Tottenham, actually. No, it was... Uh, yeah, but I mean, the skit it was, when he first started start was like... That was at Tottenham, yes. Tottenham Hotspurs. Correct, so... so that's one thing. Uh, what you got, Brandon? Uh, regardless what soil this is being played on, I'm going with Green Bay in this one. Uh, yeah. I think the Giants are a very... I think they're very improved. Defensively, duh, they're going to have to rely on Saquon Barkley, and I think that this Green Bay front um, is going to show up a little bit. So I'm going to take the Packers in this one. Um, I think the spread set at, I think, 8 right now in favor of Green Bay. I'm going to say it's a little lengthy of that. We haven't seen how the Giants have played um, at England since that first, I think, game that they actually did the London series. The Giants played there. I remember seeing a highlight of Eli Manning scoring in that game on a rushing touchdown, which is rare enough as it is. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers and that team's going to control the tempo. I think A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones are going to have a monster day on the ground. And I think the Giants are going to be relying on Saquon Barkley a little too much. So I'm going to go Green Bay. I'm going to go uh, 28 to, I did I say 10? So 27 to 17, mm-hmm. if I wanted to say that. So there you go. I'm conflicted here, Brandon. I'll tell you, you I, I'm not going to lie. Because Green Bay has consistently given up, other than against, I think it was the Buccaneers, in their three three games against the Vikings, Bears, and the Patriots. They've given up like at least 130 yards rushing. Right, mm-hmm. and there's not a whole lot of guys unless it's the Vikings. They don't really have the greatest rushers, right? With Saquon, they're gonna really push him hard, and that's gonna be their main source of offense. And you got Danny Dimes too, so I mean, he's basically the second coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, stop right there! Right <laughs> I'm now. just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. But anyways. I'm still going to go to the Packers, but I would say expect Saquon to get probably 150 yards this game. Oh, yeah. I he's going he's to be the main source of offense, probably 150 to 175. I would say at least two touchdowns, I'm guessing, and he'll probably do some damage with receiving as well. But yeah. Packers are going to win this just because it's you know, Aaron Rodgers. They're going to be in a spot where it's going to be London, brand new spot. There's really no home field advantage, and I think Green Bay is going to win this one. Eh, we'll say 20 to 20-14. Okay, low-scoring game there. I do think Barkley will probably still get at least 80 uh, on the ground, but as far as that, I think it's going to take him 25, how much you, how much was 30 to go there. Said? So I said 27-17. to 17. Um, So I'm going to go by 10. Uh, next game, 1 o'clock slate begins. The Bills at the Steelers. Quickly, I'll make this one at Jiffy Joe. Pittsburgh still needs to figure out some stuff yeah, offensively. Bills. And don't need to beat around the bush here. No, the it's Bills going to roll this one. I'm going to take the Bills in this one. I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a high scoring um, game. I'm going to say that they win this one at 31 to. I'm going to say, should I say 17 again? No, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. 35-21. There you go. Say Buffalo wins the hat trick of 17. Yeah, yeah. No. There's really no, there's really no. I mean, Pittsburgh ever since Watt went down, they've kind of struggled a little bit. Ever since week one, um, and Buffalo has just been consistently putting up numbers that are just ridiculous. They have not scored less than 20, other than the Dolphins. But you know, when they're hot, when they're playing well, they're going to be solid. And they're at Buffalo, so it's going to be probably 35 to. 35-14. There you go. Uh, next game, Chargers at Cleveland. This is an intriguing game uh, across the board over at the Dog Pound, uh, the second-best Dog Pound in the country, I should mention. <laughs> um, so I think this is going to be a fun game. I think the Browns are going to show the, a little bit of – I think this could be a lot closer than people think it is. Um, right now, I think that this game might go in the opposite tempo that the Chargers probably want. Mm-hmm. But now, I, what I saw from Austin Eckler last week in the passing game gives me a lot of promise. And this Browns defense is very good, um, they're, but they're still banged up. I mean, no Jadavian Clowney, no Miles Garrett as of yet. The and pass rush is not going to be Yeah, the same. assuming that continues, uh, I think that the Chargers are going to be a little too much to handle in the passing game. So I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. I'm going to take them 27 to 23. There you go. Respect. Chargers over the Browns. 27 to 23 is what you said. I'm going to go... I'm probably going to do the same thing. Okay. 
Yeah. The exact same thing? No, I'll go. I'll, say, I'll do a little bit different of a score. It's probably, I would say it's going to be low scoring. Actually. Okay. Both defenses are going to show up. I'll say 14 to 17. Okay. You do like low scoring, so I give you that. Uh, next game, Texans traveling to Jacksonville. Houston coming in at 0-3-1. Jacksonville 2-2 two and two on the season, Joe. Is this the time that the Houston Texans find the win column? I don't know, man. You think Lovey Smith's going to do it? Yeah, probably not. I'm guessing. Like, no. <laughs> I feel okay. like te- Texans, I feel like. And say, sorry, I'm trying to find the thing. Texans are not super great. Jacksonville's defense is kind of stepping up. They're playing pretty solid. Houston, as well, just has not been putting up a lot of great numbers so far. I mean, I mean, 20. Never mind. I've stayed corrected. We're not too bad. But I think when you get to this point, you know, Trevor Lawrence is finally starting to find his stride. ETN is doing pretty well. Their defense is starting to step it up. So I think they're going to hold Jackson or not Jacksonville Texans to probably less than 14. I'd say it's going to be like a 21 to 10 win. Okay. I'm going bold. Give me Lovey Smith and give me the Texans in this one. I got to play uh, contrarian. They played very well in that second half of the Chargers game. They started figuring something out. Uh, Chicago barely they got out um, a win there. And then really they played well at Denver um, in that in that second week game. They just couldn't move the ball offensively later yeah. in that game. Um, and, I mean, against the Colts, they surprised everyone. So, I think they're due for this game. Jacksonville did not play well last week uh, against the Eagles. And I think um, the, right now when I look at a lot of these games, this is a game that Houston should win, and I think they know they should win. And Damian Pierce has been awesome. And uh, Jacksonville uh, needs to be able to stop the run, and they, they still have some mm-hmm. uh, irking concerns. So, I'm going to sure. take the Houston Texans in this one. I'm going to take them. Uh, in a nail-biter, I'm going to take it at a 17-14 game. I'm going to go low-scoring classic Joe here. Respect. respect. We'll see, though. I could see this being a lot, a lot different, though. Uh, anyway, next game on deck. Oh, boy, Joe. This is an absolute doozy. I'm going to let you go first in this one, my friend. You ready? Hmm. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Chicago at Minnesota. Ooh. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. <laughs> uh, this one's... Something. I'll start it off. Two and two Bears versus three and one Vikes. Yeah. I'm probably going to go Vikes. I'm also going to go Vikes. I don't trust Chicago's defense uh, to be very, like, I want to say overpowering is the adjective that comes to mind because that's what they got to do in order to stop this Vikings offense because they're not going to do it. I'll go, I'll do go it. with uh, go my alma mater high school mascot. The Vikings. The Vikings. Got to stay with what you're true to. Nice. I'll say them. They're going to win. Dalvin Cook's probably going to have a good day. I mean, you're not really going to get much with the offense from running or from passing with the Bears. Justin Fields barely ever throws it. Their rushing is going to be like the one thing that's going to keep him in it. And, you know, Khalil Herbert, I don't think it's going to be able to do super hot. Uh, I mean, we saw against the, you know, especially when Lions played the Vikings, you know, our defense, our side, I'm all over the place right now. I can't even talk. When Lions played the Vikings, our rushing was not super hot. Like, it was good, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. Correct. Uh, so, I think they're going to probably step that up to keep them uh, a little bit lower with what would the Bears want to do on the ground. So, I'm going to go Vikings are going to win this one 24-17. Ooh, that's a good score. I was actually thinking about somewhere in there. I'll change mine slightly to uh, 23-16. to um, to play contrarian, but I think this oh, is a for the one off. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? That was literally like the score I was thinking in my head uh, as you said that. I was like, crap. But anyway, <laughs> uh, sure, we'll go with that one. But I think this is a big game for um, the Vikings as far uh, as their non-primary receivers. There's going to be a lot of attention at against Jefferson and Thielen. I think this could be a good uh, KJ Osborne game, yeah. uh, especially over the middle of the field as well uh, as Irv Smith. It could be breakout games for them. Because I see the Bears bringing a little bit of heavy pressure up front to try to stall the passing game and the running game with Delvin Cook. I think um, that Delvin Cook will still have a good day. And I think over the middle of the field uh, might do them a little bit of issues. But, I mean, we saw them spread it out. Uh, We saw them get spread out a little bit against the Giants, too, on the outside. Um, So it could be interesting. So I'm going to take the Vikes, though, as well. 23-16 score in that one just to make Joe annoyed. I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, next game, you know who we're picking. The Lions are going to beat the Patriots, and here's why. It was the Kool-Aid, man. One and three, we know. We should be three and one. We know. New England's offense don't look good. No, they don't. They look awful. Man, I really trust our defense to get back on track. Please don't let me astray Aaron Glenn. Please, for the love of what's good, 
don't lead me astray. Number one offense in the league, number 32 defense in the league. The last time that was done was the year 2000, Joe. Los Angeles Rams were the team uh, that did that, ironically, as that's where we got half our players from. Um, But it's going to be a fun game. Last time was not pretty. This is a reunion against Patricia. I think we end this. We, We really put them in the garbage can. Drop the kerosene and light the fire and What's move on. So uh, I'm going to take score. I don't think it's going to be as high as we've just been mm. seeing, though. I'm going to say 28 to 20. I think it's going to be a little lower, a little bit lower, because you know at New England, at MetLife, or not MetLife, Gillette. at Gillette, excuse <laughs> me. I'm thinking New York and New England now. But at Gillette, you know they're going to slow the game down. They're trying yeah. to give Bailey Zappi some time here, but no. Let's just go to Hutchinson Gillette. is going to keep Zappy on the floor. Is what's going to happen. Hutchinson's like going to have a breakout game. He's going to go crazy. Rodrigo's going to hold it down. They're going to hold him to 18 points. It's an odd score, but they're going to get 18. And Lions are going to run it up to 30. Keep up the pattern. The pattern. The pattern. <laughs> all right. I don't know if Satan Brown's going to be back. Jamal Williams is going to run all over the place. He's going to do good. Is Chark back? Do you know? I hope so. Hopefully, because I would love to see that happen. But if not, we got Hawkinson, the incredible Hawk. He's going to pop off for another big fantasy week. Jared Goff's going to keep on rolling. Aiden Hutchinson's going to get two sacks this game. Rodrigo's probably going to get a sack. He's going to hold it down. Like I said, going to kill it. 30-18 to Lions. Patricia is going to be crying in the club after. I hope so. Uh, Anyway, moving on. Saints hosting Seattle, Joe. Saints haven't started this year that well, but I think they will win this one, and here's why. Um, I think we're we're hearing reports that Jameis might be back this week. Uh, He's apparently progressing very well um, from the injury report. Geno Smith and the the Seattle Seahawks played very well last week, but we know as Lions fans that our defense allowed them to. Yeah, it was really just our defense that Um, gave them that shot. Yeah, so I think this might be a game where Seattle struggles in the secondary uh, or excuse me, trying to get through the secondary of the Saints. I think they might uh, really, they're going to be held to no limited big plays. The yeah. Saints team's going to bring a lot of heavy tonnage up front. They're going to stuff you in the run, and they're going to try to dare you uh, to go up against Marshawn Lattimore and that crew in the secondary. So I think that they're going to try a couple too many big plays. Geno might get rattled, and I think the Saints will win at the Superdome, even if they might not have potentially Alvin Kamara in this game. Um, because we've seen over the last couple weeks that they are still capable of firing points up on the board with Jarvis Landry. Hopefully Michael Thomas is back, and uh, especially with Chris Olave having a good, so far, rookie season. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Seahawks really do well against some bad defenses like the Falcons. And, you know, when they play good de- when they play good defenses like the Seahawks, or not Seahawks, the 49ers, they're held to a lot less points. I mean, they only scored seven against them. So Saints are kind of in the middle of the road between the best offense and the worst defense. They're kind of in between. So expect Seahawks to score a little bit less. I don't think Geno's going to be a guy that can really be a takeover. It's just he played a very bad Lions defense last week, and that was just the unfortunate part of it. Uh, But I'm going to say Saints are going to win this one. We'll say 20. No, we'll say 17 to 17 to 10. Okay. Oh, I didn't pick a score, did I? Shoot. Uh, 24-21. I think Will Lutz wins this game. I think he gets his revenge this week. He's a good kicker, and he deserves the praise of winning Shows a football the Saints, game. Right? So, yes, I did choose the Saints. Double doink. Double doink. Oh, no, that's the Bears. That's not them. Uh, anyway, Dolphins traveling to the Jets. Fun game for Tyreek Hill. Is reportedly, reportedly, these were his two choices of free agency, and he chose Miami. Why? No income taxes. That's why. Yeah, that's true. Get your money, man. Get, Get your, your money up, not your funny up. Straight real. cash, homie. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Dolphins will win this game. Uh, the Jets... Did play well last week. I will give them credit. They did really, really well uh, against Pittsburgh um, to get the job done. No Tua in this game. I still think no problem, Joe. I think it's a definite game that if you want to take the upset, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna question you. I think the Jets are a good team, uh, but the de- I think really. Um, the defense of Miami, Zayvon Howard, um, I think that secondary is going to cause fits, especially with Byron Murphy there as well on the other side, to neutralize guys like Elijah Moore uh, and Garrett Wilson. This might be a, cor- a good Corey Davis game for you. Uh, if you have him in fantasy, might be worth a stream play, especially at home. He's played wet- better at home uh, statistically so far this season. So uh, I think that that might be an interesting game, but I think the Dolphins squeak this one out uh, to move in 4-1. Um, and I think that this game will end in a score of 27-21. There you go. All right. 
Sounds pretty good. Okay. I'm going to just do the same thing. No, that's <laughs> cheating. Uh-huh. I thought you were actually going to pick the Jets. No, no. No. Okay. I'm no, surprised. I think because here's the thing. Now, they, should I pick the Jets? No, Tyreek is just going to zoom Sauce around. him up. That's the thing. But, I mean, also. Show him what they're missing. Teddy Bridgewater. So, that's the one thing that I'm a little bit. Teddy Bridgewater can still win games, though. Eh, well, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, no. Do Teddy, you trust Teddy Bridgewater well. or Zach Wilson? That's the true question. Sure, Zach Wilson got that dog in him, though. No. Uh, He's about as good as Daniel Jones. So, the best quarterback in the league? Is that what you're saying? No, you know <laughs> what I'm saying. No, okay, so stop changing the narrative, mm, Daniel Jones. Uh, what should I choose? I don't know. I'm I know I'm stalling here, but I really don't know what to do. Teddy Bridgewater did do well with the Saints last year, five and and stuff like that. I'm gonna go with you know what? Whatever, Jets. There Jets you go. are gonna win this game. Zach Wilson's gonna come in hot, and he's gonna play really well. They beat the Steelers last week, and the Steelers have I mean not as good a defense as the Dolphins because you got Van Noy and stuff like that, but. I think they would be doing pretty solid as long as Zach Wilson just doesn't throw interceptions. He should be fine. There you go. Which is going to be a tough task, but I think it'll be all right. And I don't think I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to reel in Tyreek and Waddle and stuff like that. So it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be another 24-20 performance from the Jets. Good pick. Okay, there we go. Next game, Atlanta at Tampa. We'll keep this fancy moving along. Tom Brady, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, and thank you, Travis Hicks, for grilling that into my brain. Uh, that's literally all I think about when I see his name now. Uh, I think they're going to win this one. They're in, they did get uh, their offensive pieces back with Godwin, Julio Jones, and they mm-hmm. saw some good things. They just ran into an explosive, on-fire Kansas City Chiefs offense. I think that'll change. The defense is going to lock down at Raymond James um, or wherever they're playing, basically, uh, based on how that situation can be with the Hurricane. I'm assuming that they're going to stay at home. Uh, Falcons need a little more firepower. They need to utilize Kyle Pitts. We talked about on the Ferris Fantasy Show. You can check that out as well. Um, you can find that link in our link tree as well uh, for me, Joe, and Brody talking fantasy this week. You can get all that analysis and more. But Buccaneers roll in this one 35-24. No, 21. No, 24. I did sorry, said that one. 35-24. Put it on paper. Buccaneers win this one. Yeah, I'd say the same. Uh, Falcons are just not. Super great, especially with I mean Mariota and stuff are not. I don't think are going to really bring it up too well. I mean he only had 140 yards, uh, 19 attempts, and he had an interception last week, and that was against the Browns defense. And I think that you'll see a little bit better performance from the Buccaneers defense, and uh, as well as I think the divorce proceedings are at a halt. So I think that's why Brady's playing a little bit better. It's just that they've, like you said, played against a really good Kansas City team last year. Imagine Tom, man, you come back for another year of football, and then you guys don't even make the playoffs, and you put your marriage at risk. Hate to see it, but I think he's gonna win against the Falcons, and maybe he'll be in a better mood for next week. It's gonna be not as high scoring, I don't think. It's gonna be like a, it'll probably be like a twenty-seven to seventeen. Okay, there you go. Tennessee at Washington. I'll keep this one short. Uh, Washington turns the football over too much, and their defense hasn't made up for it. Titans played much better last week. I expect a big game from Derrick Henry, and I think that the Titans win this game 27-24 over the Commanders. Um, the Commanders really just need some injury help. So um, until that happens, uh, I, I see this game being a lot like it was in 2018, and I think this is going to be Derrick Henry's show. Yeah, Derrick Henry's going to run all over the place and stiff-arm people right in the ground <laughs> at face mask full of grass most likely. So Tennessee's going to roll into Washington. Uh, Henry's going to have a big – Big performance. He's going to have three touchdowns. It's going to be 35-20. to 20. Ooh, big one. I like it. Anyway, San Fran, Carolina, Joe. This one's going to be in Carolina. The home of Baker Mayfield. Not actually, but theoretically for his home team. Does that mean you're going to take that man that might wake up dangerous for this game? Sorry, what game are we on? I was writing down the scores. Panthers, 49ers. Panthers, 49ers. Uh, He's going to wake up feeling... Mediocre, because San Francisco is going to probably walk into Carolina and win this one. Especially with Garoppolo back, they've finally been able to kind of get that under the reins. And they're looking like the old 49ers, kind of, that went back to, or that went to that Super Bowl a few years ago and that, you know, have been a a powerhouse. San Francisco does have an incredible defense, and we know what always happens with Baker Mayfield when he has to play good defenses, and that's always just throwing picks and all over the place. Threw two interceptions against the Cardinals uh, last week. Only had a TD in about 200 yards on 22 attempts, and he had to give it off to Christian McCaffrey. If he gives it off to Christian, then I think they'll probably have a little bit more. I know we talked about that. Uh, I think it was Tuesday or something like that. I can't remember, but we said, no, it's Fanny Fantasy Podcast is where we talked about it. If we just give it to Christian, they're going to have a lot more success. But uh, I think we're going to see a Panthers loss here. 
San Francisco is going to win this one, 28-7. Yeah, this is an interesting game, especially with how the Arizona game went last week. Um, I think until this, I think this has got to be one of the games where you just, it's up to Matt Rule, really, if he wants to win this game. I, I mean, right now, you look at what Arizona put up against Carolina, you saw uh, a lot of different scheme that you're probably going to see differently in this game. Um, but I think that there's a one thing that Arizona did really well last week, and uh, and that was overall, I would say, run the football. I mean, they weren't as effective in the yards category, but they were getting chunks per yards. They were getting almost four yards of carry, so I see Jeff Wilson having a big game in this one. And Carolina just needs to find some sort of sink, and they got to be more consistent scoring team. Until they do that, I think they're going to end this week 1-4. and four. San Fran on the road. I think this could be an upset, though. Uh, I'm going to say 30-27. to 27. There you go. Yeah, weird score, weird score, but I like it. Anyway, uh, Philadelphia at Arizona. This is where the Eagles fall. Arizona with the upset in this game, I'll call it right now. Uh, the Eagles are a good team. They'll probably still be ranked number one uh, or up there with the Bills after this week. They have an explosive offense, a very formidable defense. I think this is just the one that it finally falls. That's really the only reason I'm picking them in this game because I think Kyler Murray and Clips Kingsbury have found an offensive scheme that will spread the defenses out and I think give them the best success. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals 38-35 over the Philadelphia Eagles. Respect, respect. Uh, I don't know. Cardinal Kyler's been prone to throw picks here and there. He had one against the Panthers last week. Uh, Eagles defense has just been killing it. Darius Slay's been basically a ball magnet for getting interceptions. I think it's going to be – I don't think the defense is going to be as big of a factor. I think the offenses are going to go crazy. It's going to be a shootout. We'll go 35-40 Eagles. Okay, there you go. Uh, Did you choose the Cardinals? Right? I chose the Cardinals, yes. we got to get some differentiating picks here, Joe. We are playing pretty close to the chest here. Uh, the last three games, Dallas at the Rams. Um, man, they, the Rams don't look very good, and Dallas looks pretty solid, um, which is why I'm going to pick the Rams, only logically. No, and this is why. Um, right now we've seen uh, good defense from Dallas. Micah Parsons has been um, very good. Uh, the only problem is the Rams running the football has been uh, something that they have done consistently pretty solid. They need to be able to throw the football, and I think back at being back at home uh, might be just the trick for them. And obviously, I know last week uh, with San Fran coming to town and beating them, but remember, this is San Fran. They have bad juju with that team. Uh, I think this game will end up to be a little bit more high-scoring uh, than people realize. So I'm going to take the Rams. I think Matt Stafford and company get back on track. That defense need to show up uh, in a big way. So I think that they're going to get some turnovers on Cooper Rush and Zeke Elliott. Final score, 31-24. Yeah, I haven't picked that one yet, I don't think, have I? No, yeah, go ahead. Cooper no. Cup, more like Cooper Rush. Give me Dallas here. And I'll tell you why. You said what? I'll tell you why. Okay. All right, Cooper Rush is going to have a big game. All right, he threw for 223 and two TDs against Washington. And that's Washington. You can say, oh, Washington's washed. Yeah, you're kind of right. Not gonna yeah, lie. I was about to say. You're not going to lie. I can't, I'm not going to compare. No shot. But Dallas' defense kind of been playing pretty well. Uh, Trayvon Diggs has been also been able to mess up a lot of passes. He's going to be on Cooper Cup. I think he's going to shut him down a little bit because Cooper Cup, I mean, this year Matthew Stafford has been targeting him a lot more, which is surprising because last year I don't think he got more than, what, 10 receptions a game? So yeah. that was that was crazy, but he's going to hold him to not a lot. Parsons had four tackles last week. You're going to see a lot more than that. Dallas is going to win 25. They're going to have two 25-point uh, performances in a row, 25-17 Dallas. All right, final two picks. Speed Brown here before the rain down, comes down and dumps on us. Uh, Cincinnati at Baltimore. I think this is the one that we finally get a little bit interesting. I think I'm going to go with the Ravens here. I think Lamar's going to have a big game uh, at home. I think this is when they finally break out of their second-half scoring slump. I think they revenge their 2021 loss uh, to Joe Burr and company. So, uh, And I think Joe Burrow is still a little banged up from, from those hits the first couple weeks as well. So I'm going to take the Ravens. J.K. Dobbins has a big game in this one, and the secondary forces turnovers. I'm going to go Ravens in this one, 34-28 Ravens. There you go. All right, I'm going to... I'm probably gonna go bang or not Bengals Ravens as well, uh, mainly uh. because Bengals uh, last week they probably or sorry against the Dolphins they would be one and three if it wasn't for 
basically murdering to attack by law <laughs> in his did, concussive though. statement. That's worst part. Or in his state. So, yeah, and he threw up some really weird gang signs when he was down on the ground. So, <laughs> that was tough for him. I'm going to go Ravens as well. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot more. I, mean, I think it's going to be 38 to 21. Okay, there you go. Final game, Chiefs against the Raiders. Um, so, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick the Chiefs so the Raiders win and make this interesting. It's that simple. I'm going to be the perfect repellent of this Raiders team for this year. Um, so I'm going to pick the Chiefs, so likely they win this game. Don't be surprised. You can bet against this pick if you want to. Uh, Chiefs offense look legit. The Raiders defense um, has definitely been better this year. Their offense still needs to be able to score in high qual- or high quantity. They need to make sure that they finish, finish, finish in scoring position on the other side uh, and on the other opponent field, so they can't settle for field goals. they got to get seven over three. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one, 42-35. to 35. Uh, in this high-scoring affair on Monday Night Football. Well, I'm picking the Chiefs, but for a whole different reason. Chiefs got a cool football field this week. They did like a little bit of change-up for their 15th oh, anniversary at Arrowhead, and that's the sole reason why I'm picking them. So it's going to be 35-30. to 30. So there you go. Uh, there's our picks. We'll let you know next week when uh, I beat Joe next week, so we'll be 3-10. and t- oh, No, I'm just kidding. We'll, be, we'll see. So uh, it'll be interesting. But make sure you subscribe so you can get the great shows. Uh, on deck over the next couple months. They're going to be great. We thank you all for subscribing. Make sure you get on all the podcast platforms on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, all the shebang, as well as Instagram and Twitter to find out about our guests and as well as Stuff all like of that. our show notifications. So big thanks coming, Joe. Absolutely. Take care, everybody. <laughs>